Welcome back to the Papa Gift Show, where we are talking leadership and life lessons learned with our wonderful guests and you. So make sure you turn on the notification bell so that you never miss an episode. Let's get it. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> we are live. It is the Papa Gift Show, and I am live with my brothers. And I'm going to go in order from where I see them. Um, to my top left, we got Joe. What's going on, Joe? Joe is, uh, was practicing WWF moves, and um, <laughs> we will <laughs> get into it. <laughs> my bottom left, we got Ken, my big brother, Ken. What's going on, Ken? What's going on? What's going on? With and then to the bottom right, we got Rio with the Jericho gear on. I love it. I love it. How you doing, brother? Yes, sir. And so if you guys did not know, we are here and we are talking about we got another series, man. Our next series is on the transfer of spirits. And there we go. Bam. It's up. Finally. Hold up. Let me take that out. Um, I just need to be able to see the uh, I just need to be able to see when people are joining in and talking to us, man. That's all I need you to do is just show me that. It always gives me a hard time. But anyway, we're talking about the transfer of spirits. And I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about it before we get so deep into it. So bear with me. All right. So um, we are starting another thought-provoking episode of the Papa Gift Show. Um, and as we do embark on the journey that would take us deep into the intersection of faith, psychology, and sociology, exploring the profound impact of our surroundings and life experiences on a spiritual journey. Uh, so question, have you ever wondered how your upbringing, your environment, and the people you surround yourself with affect your faith and spirituality? If you have, join us as we delve into this complex and intriguing topic from a biblical and Christian worldview, shedding light on spiritual forces at play in our lives. In the pages of the Bible, we find timeless wisdom that guides us in our relationship with God and provides valuable insight into how the human mind, community, and personal experiences shape our beliefs and values. Tonight, we will explore the scriptures that unveil the intimate connection between the psychological and sociological aspects of our spiritual lives. We'll discuss how the Bible encourages us to start our children on the right path, the transformation of our minds, the impact of our relationships, and God's role in healing the brokenhearted. Yes, all of that has to do with transfer of spirits. Um, we'll also draw from personal real life case studies and experiences to enrich our understanding. So whether you're joining us from a Christian perspective or intrigued by the complex interplay of spirituality and the human experience, this episode offers valuable insight and inspiration. Let's embark on the journey in self-discovery and understanding together. Stay with us. And as we unveil the powerful influence of our surroundings on our spiritual well-being. And I'm going to ask Joe. Man, you want to open us up in prayer before we get started on this thing? Too far? Yes, Precious and eternal Father, we thank you for you being our God and making continuous provision for us to be your people. And we thank you so very much for allowing this time. We ask that you will be in our midst, that you will open both our minds as well as anyone listening 
to the under, under to a greater understanding of what we're talking about. Let everybody leave this conversation better than they entered it, and give us all the ability to be able to apply it with a better skill, a higher level of understanding to our daily lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So everybody, you know, you could be talking about stuff, right? And and you you could be saying it clear and it'd be a totally different understanding for four different people could hear the same thing or see the same thing and they all get a different um understanding and have a different perspective on it so hmm, i wonder why it's doing that hmm okay there you go bam it worked it's finally up i can see the chat group what's going on everybody all of y'all over there in the chat group thank y'all for coming out and hanging out with us tonight all right so before we get too far and go too far i want to see i want to just give all of my my guest hosts uh the opportunity to you know open up and say their thoughts on the series because it's a four-part series if you guys don't know um and if you're just joining us it's on transfer of spirits so i'm gonna go back with i'm gonna start with in the top left ken what, what's your you want to open up just greet everybody and then um the, yeah, messing with my feet. <laughs> hey, uh, um, I'm gonna make mine real uh short, but I just want to say um uh I appreciate this opportunity to to be here to to be with my brothers. Um, it's a blessing, and uh, for me, I'm hoping that um you know people will take time to really um listen to this because there is a saying that I I, I teach this um a lot. You got to deal with the inner me to deal with the enemy. Right. And a lot of times if a person doesn't know how they're made up and if you don't know yourself, then a lot of times um, you won't be victorious in life. And a lot of times as we kind of, you know, have the opportunity to deal with, you know, our makeup, body, soul, and spirit, it can help us um, live a victorious life. So um, that's it for me. That's good. All right, Mario, what you got? Uh, big ups and blessings to everybody. You know, I uh, want to thank God who's ahead of my life. You know what I mean? I just uh, appreciate the opportunity to be a, amongst my brothers. Again, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. So, you know, I'm here to, to you know, get my battle gear together. You know, keep my, my uh, sword of the spirit sharp. Uh, and we'll help us one to another. So I think us shine the light on the, the transfer of spirits or transfer of energies. I think this is uh, a very... Uh, sensitive time in the world where this is really playing a huge part, especially amongst uh, our young folks, you know. Um, so I definitely am honored to be here and I'm looking to learn some things and hopefully we can inspire a lot of people, you know what I mean, to like you say, be more aware of the enemy's devices. It's always love and blessings. Yes, indeed. Look, my, my puppy is messing with my feet. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it keeps freaking me out. I'm like, girl, go over there to your, your, your go sit over there. Come on, man. Thank you. Thank you. She just keeps scaring me because it's like something's on the bottom of my feet. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Callie just wants some love. Yeah, she did. That's what she's doing. All right, brother. What's going on? Tell, tell us about it, Joe. What you got? Man, super excited to be here. So thankful uh, you always give me give me a opportunity to participate in these things because you know this is how we learn and grow and i believe all all four main guests are fighters and so uh 
we were laughing and joking before we went live a little bit about training and and what it takes and and uh, this transfer spirits thing. This is mm-hmm. we are tripartite entities. You are you have a mind, you have a will, and you're made of emotions. And so, learning how to train all three, right, uh, helps us to become better humans you know where we appreciate people uh for who they are and even if they treat us wrong i learn how to deal with it without me losing myself in the process right i think that's one of the most beautiful things that i've already garnered out of this out of preparing for this study and is that it helps me to not lose myself Mm, that's good so look we're going to be talking about this today, this series, part one, is going to be talking about the uh, psychological aspects of the transfer of spirits. Um, so um, there's a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm not I don't want to ever want to assume that everybody know exactly what that means. So I'm going to break it down into layman's terms really quick um, before we go too far. And so the factors in layman's term, that means simplify Gumby, simple Gumby, right? Break it down. Um so psychological factors refer to your thoughts, feelings. If you have you heard like at least twice, you've heard it already. So your thoughts, your feelings and emotions that influence how we think, behave and feel. It's all about understanding how our minds work, especially when it comes to our beliefs, values and the way we see the world. Example, imagine psychological factors as the stuff happening inside of our heads, the thoughts that make us happy, sad or even scared and how all of that shape our beliefs about what's right and wrong, right? So it those things, factors, shape how we view the world. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, sociological factors are like the people in the world around us that shape who we are. It's about the communities we're a part of, the friends we have, the way we fit into the big puzzle of society. Example, think of sociological factors as the people power in our lives. It's like how your friends and family can influence your choices and beliefs, just like how the place you live or the culture you're a part of can shape what you think and do. So when we talk about the psychological and sociological aspects of spiritual influence, we're really talking about how the thoughts in our heads and the people we're surrounded by can change our beliefs, values, and the way we see the world. It's all about how our mind and the world around us work together and shape our spiritual journey. So... I'm going to throw this to Joe and you're going to lead us off. You're going to lead off. Let's go. Hey, so <laughs> um, I, I uh, want to start with Romans 12 and 15. Because Paul, Paul dealt uh, a lot with spiritual warfare. And so uh, it's a very simple scripture. It states, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Uh, and I believe God laid it on my heart to to kind of use that as my footing, my, my foundation for this, because it is about a choice of how you inter interact with another person, right? Mm-hmm. And so most of the time we find it easy easy to mourn with another person. Than we do to, to rejoice with another person but it's because t- 
Tay explained it very beautifully, the psychological aspects of what's happening in the brain. Um, and so uh, this attitude is, Paul is teaching that it's, this is even, Jesus even taught it, it's even for your enemy, right? That's right. If something happens, you're, uh, what is it? It's uh, Troy, yeah. I'm trying to think of the name of the movie, Troy. On the movie, <laughs> Troy, uh, after uh, Achilles kills the king's son, right? Mm -hmm. And the king risks everything to come and honor his the tradition, and he wanted his son. Achilles was first. He was like, "What, man? Please, I'm going. I'm going display his body to everybody <laughs> to show your true weakness." Right? Terrible attitude, but it's it's kind of how we view people a lot of times. But after he had a conversation with him, he began to see a king wasn't sitting before him. A father was sitting before him, and all that father wanted to do is honor his son's life. And uh, he said, "You know, you you're my tomorrow. When the sun rises, you'll still be my enemy." And the king responds with, "You're my enemy tonight." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That, that scenario has not changed. Uh, and I like that exchange between them because both of them understood who they were. Now Achilles was angry and it took the whole movie before you seen a change in his heart. But what I appreciated most about the king is that even in the, the sight of his eldest son, his firstborn being killed and the war and the weakness of his, his younger son and all the stuff that he was facing, he was careful to not allow that anger and hatred that Achilles had to, for him to take that on while he was mourning. And so they did a mourning on both sides of it. Um, and so that psychological aspect that Tay was talking about, that is where the transfer happens. I, I haven't seen anything where a physical transfer uh, well, there, there are some physical transfers, but that's for a later series. We'll talk about that later. But the first aspect is that mental transfer. You ever heard of a negative Nancy? I don't remember what the, the name for the dude, because I want to be right. What's what's the name for the dude who who, who can't see nothing positive? I, I, I call them negative Nancy, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, negative Ned, I guess. I don't know. Nelly, negative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, nah, negative Nancy over here. Look at him. Listen, I, I don't want to trip nobody up over it, right? It's, it's just a saying. And so if you ever been around somebody like that, you spend some time around, you will see that slowly but surely your life perspective will change and you will begin to complain more and more mm. about it. Uh, and now from a positive perspective, they say that if you're the smartest person in the room, you ain't going to ever grow. And there's some pretty impressive coaches here on on this this team, right? Man. That's Ken and Tay. Man. They got some impressive, some, some impressive records, right? I was listening to it. 
look, look, I'm, I, I feel the same way. I feel like there's some impressive coaches in here too. All That's right. All of y'all right. impressive coaches, though. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so, awesome. right now, we are exemplifying the positive aspect of what you should be desiring to have transfer. Right? It's, just, it's a whole bunch of stuff you don't know. Um, but being around, I mean, I messed up my back bad last week. But talking with you fellas, it's starting to feel a little better. Yeah. Starting to feel a little better, and that's the importance of you understanding what you allow your brain. What do they call it? Brain food. Yeah. Your, your brain's food to to take in, and it's a delicate balance, right? You don't want to be too soft. You don't want to be too hard. You just you got to find that balance to where uh, you don't lose the essence of who God created you to be. That's, that's just kind of what I see it from that psychological perspective that you are you presenting. That's good. So let me uh, before I give pass this to you guys to give y'all opportunity to um to to comment on that. Let me let me talk about the uh sort of biblical foundation. So we always want to uh we us we're going we want to always talk about the biblical foundations of it. Um and and Joe hit it pretty good, but um. So if you guys go to the uh, Proverbs 22, verse 6, chapter 22, verse 6, um, there's, a, there's a passage that underscores the significance of understanding the impact of upbringing um, in one's spirituality. Um, it reads, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not depart from it or not turn from it. This is that's me just basically uh, the way my parents drilled it in my head, right? The verse underscores the enduring influence of early guidance and environment on a person's spiritual journey highlighting the responsibility to lay a strong foundation for the generations to come and so what we're doing is we're trying to um in our uh with our resources and our connectivity you know like we're 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 forming our our spider web multiverse of madness <laughs> Right, we're 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 trying to make sure that okay, everybody else got their little multiverse going on. You know what? Um, the Lord says so, and so it is, and so here we are, and we're talking about what He put on our hearts to talk about, and so we're laying, we're trying to lay foundational stuff, not trying to get so deep. Um, for anybody that's all of you guys watching, um, we're not trying to replace your pastors, your leaders, or anything like that. We're just a, a source uh, that you can come and talk to and listen to, ask questions if you're live. And even if you're not live, you can shoot us an email and let us know. Um, you can reply on the, uh, you could you can like, comment, and subscribe <laughs> and leave some comments. Uh, in those comments, we will get back to you because um, we're here to grow together. Um, and and that's, that's the ultimate goal is growth. Uh, what do we say? You when you realize that you're not the smartest or you surround yourself with smarter people, yes, there's growth, right? And so it's not that you're not as smart as that person, but like Joe was saying, there's great coaches in here. Each and every last one of us have a subject matter expert in some field. We are in some field or multiple fields. And I can go to each one of y'all and be a student on multiple things. And that's what I love about it. And the thing I really love about it is your hearts everybody's hearts and so that's why 
I really thank God for y'all taking the call to join me in this venture, another venture. And um, yeah, man, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. So Ken, I'm going to go, I'm going to pass the rock to you and uh, what's your thoughts on what we already gone over so far. And um, if you want to talk about anything else on this subject. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's really important to really talk about where does that transfer of psychological I would say spirits, where did that really start? A lot of times it starts in the home. It starts with the family yeah. and the and um I just want to use this 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 scripture and I just want to think uh I think this is fitting. In the book of Proverbs it says there are three things that makes the earth shake, four things that it can't stand under. And it says when a pauper becomes a prince. So what he's saying is, it's, it's almost like a, a slave mentality. Mm -hmm. When you look through scripture, there's things that you look at and you could always see God wanted to transform my mind. If you go to Romans, it talks about, it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on. And if you look at Moses, most people don't notice Moses couldn't have been brought up a slave to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. So God made sure that he was brought up with the right mindset to lead the people. So I think what our kids, we have to teach them. The Bible says in Revelations, it says he has made us kings and priests. So when we talk about Romans, when he talks about renewing your mind, that means that he's trying to take us back to that place of dominion mentality of when he created Adam in the garden. He was saying, listen, you are my sons. You are my daughters. You are my children. So as we take on that mindset from a perspective, you know, he says we sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when our mind elevates to that place, we begin to see things from an imperial standpoint. So no longer am I that that caterpillar, you know, crawling on the ground. I'm that butterfly. I'm, I'm, I'm in a different plane. So um, I think it's important um, that we take our children. We we transfer that right mind from the scripture and we tell them who they are. Their identity is found in Christ. And as that identity is formed, then they can find their purpose. Because if I give you a hammer and you've never seen a hammer before, you don't know what to use. It. But if I tell you this is a hammer and the purpose of it, so once you find your identity, you will find your purpose in God. That's, on, that's how I would leave it with. Come on, Coach. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's good. All right. Oh, it's on you, Mario. Your, it's uh, your flow. Uh, well, I mean, uh, man, Joe and uh, Joe and Ken, they, they you know, they laid out some some good firewood, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we about to have a bonfire. Lighting on fire. Blazing the path. <laughs> Let's oh, go. <laughs> um, but when they was talking, I was thinking about, you know, how sometimes we like to put uh, certain uh, words on different shelves, you know what I mean? Like spirits and energies and vibes and auras and, you know, um, but they all mean to pretty much the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, that that, that uh, essence 
that God has given us. You know what I mean? That that life force that God has blessed us to have when He breathed the breath of life in us. You know what I mean? He He blessed us to to uh, take on this this force that, if used properly, if spoken and and, and positivity, it echoes for eternity. Yeah. Speaking the positive and being a positive person, you know what I mean? It, it echoes a lot louder than you know sin and 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 thoughts of negativity. And I was thinking about you know little things that we say like birds of a feather flock together. You know we mm -hmm. cut from a different palm. You know what I mean? And all these different terminologies to say that hey these people's and it made me think about how did we get to the place of being fools? We had to be compared by the fruits that we bear. You know Matthew seven and fifteen talks about you would know them from the fruit they bear. Right. That same fruit will give you insight on the psychological, spiritual. And physical transfers of those energies. Yes. You're not going to be uh, birds of a feather. You're not going to be homies with somebody that, that don't have that type of energy, that same energy that you have. That's you know right. what I mean? So when we talk about you know bringing this to uh, the forefront, you ever notice when you are on cloud nine? They say you woke up on the right side of the bed and you run into one. Bad news, you turn on CNN or, you know, why you get on the right side of the bed? You know what I mean? Or the kids getting on your nerves. And immediately, your day turns sour. Immediately, without even a thought, your happiness has taken a backseat to that new energy that you picked up. I think putting the spotlight on what is actually happening, that life force transfer, is what, what we're doing today. So, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. That's good. That's good. Look, I have so so much, so much running through my head with all of this. Stuff. I can't. I, I don't know if I can process it all, man. This is crazy. All right, <laughs> go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. I jump on that real quick, man. Go ahead, man. Go That's ahead. Real, man. You see the size <laughs> of the shoulders on him? But <laughs> he just dropped on us is why the shoulders <laughs> is so big, man. Good lord. <laughs> Yes, man. So Proverbs, Proverbs 4 and 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing, and in all thy getting, get an understanding. Yes. So that we're take open up with, let me clarify and define some words for you yeah. so that you have an understanding, right? And then I listen to Rio as Rio talks about energy, right? Now, depending on what setting you're in, you can hear energy. And folks, they take you out into mysticism, and before you know it, you worship in the moon. Right, you, you in crystals <laughs> and all kind of stuff. <laughs> what the songwriter say? The moon, the stars, I saw heaven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it ain't the heaven that we want to go to that they're talking <laughs> about, right? <laughs> 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 no, we're not talking about, about what, that heaven. Let's start talking about what's your sign and what kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, wisdom, wisdom, right? It 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 is that understanding of the words that you use that you accept, right? That because you have a life force. And when we, we, if you look down on any, any uh, 
culture of people. I'll say it like that because people get culture and race very, very confused. Yeah. They're very different things. <laughs> and so it gets passed on from culture to culture, but the understanding doesn't. And so I, I believe all of us are some form of a martial artist, correct? Right. Yep. And so we've all heard the term chi. Chi. And life force. That's right. Talk about your spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And when your spirit is low, it's, it's starved because you ain't fed it the right stuff. Hey, Amen. You ain't, you ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing. And then the... the the coach that tells you to fight with all your might, everything you got, right? You ever have a coach tell you that? I want everything, everything, <laughs> and I'm already tired. What you talking about everything? Ain't nothing else left in the tank, but coach telling you your tank is still full. I want all of it. There's what? more, there's, there's more. more. That's right. Where you see that at is because the coach understands the vessel and understanding that each vessel is designed to hold a set amount and I, I that's what I like the the beauty about what it, what you were saying Rio is that you wake up in the morning and you're feeling good kids start acting crazy and you choose to let go of that positivity to embrace negativity mm. why because you haven't trained. Um, yep. As something Ken said before we went live, and he was he was answering, responding to a question. I really liked it. He said, "So if I got a kid, or I'm training a fighter, and I find out what their weakness, most don't know how to fight on their back. So what's the first thing I'm gonna make you do? Fight no, from your back. <laughs> fight from your back. Why? Because it's one of the hardest things to ever do." Yeah, right. they already have the upper hand on you the mental fight is already beginning that's right and you're giving up the energy that you had initially as soon as you go to your back your muscles don't work as well because mm -hmm. your brain doesn't believe anymore but as your coach makes you do it more and more often you begin to get an understanding of Hey man, I know what to do. I ain't gonna let somebody trick me into me. You're not gonna <laughs> lay on top of me and just punch me in the face. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Coach yelling something simple at you, get up. That begins to make sense to yeah, you. Right. First, you just like, you don't see what he's doing to me. You want me to get up? You see what the guy's doing to me right now? <laughs> do you have any idea how bad this hurts? <laughs> and they do. They most of them do. Most of them do. That's good, bro. That's you know, good. And so oh. I, I, Rio, I, man, I, I had to say that because I really love the way you put that out. Hey, man, God is good. It's it's crazy because you say that, and you know, all of us have trained um, and fought at some level, or you know, at least trained to fight at some level. And yeah. Ken, Ken is my, you know, I not and he he's a very humble guy but he's a monster in the mat on the mat and um he used to say that to me man you know and and then the way you just put it joe is what is what what do god he said he won't give us he won't give us more than we can bear right 
God, you know, he, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. You think about that in the terms of you fighting. What are we doing? We're fighting a spiritual warfare, right? In the Holy Spirit, he said, I'm going to send you a comforter. Take that comforter. I'm going to send you a coach, a mentor, somebody that's going to be there with you, not to do it for you, but he's going to train you. Get up. <laughs> shrimp, shrimp. <laughs> Lift your arms off the mat. You can do it. You be, and you like, no, no, he got me. No, he don't got you. You still got some more in you. Trust me. Trust me. Right? And he's your corner man. Right? And he's going to he's gonna pull you in that corner when the, the ding, ding. He's going to yeah. be like, look, listen to me. Listen to me. Get your head right. Let's go. <laughs> right? You know, however we have to see it, we have to understand it. That's a spirit. That is a transfer of spirit. When you, when you, my first match, my first, I just thought, I, before I went in, I thought, you know what? I've just been surviving forever. You know, I'm getting beat up by my brother. I'm getting beat up by everybody in class. I, I don't know why I'm going to this tournament. I get into the tournament and, and I'm fighting in two different ones. They called my name while I was on the mat to fight in the, uh, so you had beginner <laughs> and you had the other one. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? They was like, no, you cheat. They cheating because they put you in beginners six, six months and below. Yeah, I'm supposed to be over there, and I'm like, nah, I'm literally six months in below. But because yeah. my coaches trained me, and they transferred that that belief, they made me believe that trust your technique, trust your technique, to where I walk around and I'm sounding like them when I'm teaching and training people. I'm sounding like my coaches because I know I've been there. I understand the Holy Spirit knows He's been there yeah, all everywhere at the same time. He understands. Because Christ came and walked it and did and experienced way more than what we ever will. And he said, you know what? I did it the way that you're doing it so that you have a, 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 a vision of a person that said, you know what? He came down. They said, what the dope said? You, you, you the Lord, you can go ahead and call down angels right now. He won't let you dash your foot on there, right? He tempted him because he knew who he was and he knew all the power that he had. But what he did, he still walked and didn't eat. He still, you know what I'm saying? He did all of these things, humbled himself. We don't understand what it means to humble yourself. Understand, you were there in the beginning when he said, let us create. Yes. Right? You yes. were there. And then you were there when he said, you know what? I'm going to send somebody. I got I got, to gotta send a, a, a savior to, to, to help my people because I've already repented that I made you. Yes. So what? I, I stole this from Ken a long time ago. So he essentially spoke himself into existence to step into the time zone. That's right. So he can save us, right? That's right. He comes down and he humbled himself in this filthy body to be born of flesh and then die of flesh. And if you ever get a chance, I want you guys to YouTube um, the scientific, um, the science, the science behind the crucifixion, oh, and, yeah. how, and how each breath, the way they did him, the breath, him breathing, breathing was 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 killing him. Yes. But he he lasted and he held conversation. Yes. Hey, you know what? Uh, you gonna be with me today. Yeah. Right. That transfer of spirit. Spirit is with us. We gotta trust them, and we have to choose every time. And I'm and I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I choose violence. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> when I'm driving on the street. And somebody cut me off. Sometimes I choose violence, and I'm, I'm I'm still here. He's still working on me. I'm 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 a man. I am a sinful man. I'm in this flesh. I'm guilty, and and it's just one of those things. And that's why we're here. We're here to talk about it because none of us are perfect, but together 
we are sharpening iron. And when we say iron sharpens iron, it's not, oh, together they sharpen iron. No, it's the friction of those iron pieces coming together to smoothen that thing out till it's sharp. You're sharpening the iron so that it becomes nice and fine. So when we need to go to war, we can go to war. And how do we go to war? When you wake up in the morning and you're at peace and the enemy shows up like, ha ha, guess what? I'm here. <laughs> so, well, go ahead, Joe. Man, that, that's so good. So uh, earlier, Tay and I were, were talking, and I just taught my boys the, the beauty and the importance of the soloplex strike, right? And so uh, I don't remember all of my matches as, as a little boy, but I remember my first one, right? And my sensei, she told me, she said, you're cocky and your form is weak. I ain't like that whatsoever. Man, please. <laughs> right? She she told me about my guard and that I, I left I left myself too open. I'm like, man, I'm too quick, right? I'm five, six years old. You couldn't tell me nothing, right? I'm too quick. This, that, and the other. <laughs> and so we get to the match, and I'm thinking it is no contact because of our age, right? So it's just no contact. It's simply form and the ref is judging your technique of, of every strike and uh i guess they liked what i was doing and so i got upgraded to contact <laughs> they say yeah come on <laughs> yeah come on and so i was a little scared and since they said oh no 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 get on in there then i don't want to yeah yes sensei so i get in there i get on the mat right and sure enough the boy noticed my weak <laughs> form <laughs> and he delivered probably <laughs> the most solid front kicks I have ever experienced in my life. I, I was five or six years old. I'm 41. I still remember the power of that front kick that that kid delivered. I saw the master. I saw it. <laughs> he hit me in the solar plex and my feet came up off the mat. <laughs> and I face planted and all I could do is <laughs> since I showed no sympathy none get you, know out. you knew what you was doing get up because you're the one that's training everybody right get up and so I lose the match but I had enough points to advance to the next round right and so now I'm really scared really scared. I, I, I don't want to go back out there. If that kid did that to me, I can only imagine what the next kid is going to do to me. And what she told me, she said, well, now, you know what you're doing wrong. Don't let it happen again. Don't overprotect, because if you overprotect, then you're going to open up another That's right. spot for you to be hit, right? You can't be hit in the face. So don't worry about that. And so, the next match, I won. Right? Heard? I, man, if you've never been here to solar plex, your lungs, you feel it all through your rib cage. <laughs> <laughs> You're still supposed to breathe and all this other stuff. But that, that lesson stays with me even still to today because it it taught me so much about life. Right? Mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it taught me the strength of the mind. 
your body will do what the mind tells it. But if the coach has taste so beautifully connected that dot, the spiritual coach, that spiritual spiritual coach, if you listen to him, Whoa. the strength of your mind, it becomes easy to reject those things that are not proper. It's just not right. If you don't need it in your life, you just you look at it and you say, Man, that's crazy. Yeah. How would you do that? Right? Man, I'm trying to get you to enhance your mind. Mm. What's what Smokey say to? Say to him, just enhance your mind, man. Right? But if you 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 haven't been tested, you, you don't have no training, and the comforter doesn't dwell within you, then he can't remind you of what the father has said. And so you have a weak defense. That's right. Right? You got one hand up here, the other one down here, and every vital organ that you own is open for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nothing against that style for anybody that still fight like that. Hey, look, just go to a gym and get a coach. Hey, you know, hey, just just get you some good coaching because right. when somebody tap your chin, <laughs> yeah, it may change the way you look at life. Uh, but it, man, it's this is this is so good, man. Yes. So look, we're gonna transition over into like we're gonna talk about the God's sovereignty and free will because that's what we're talking about, right? You have the when God created us, he created us free will agents. And so what does that mean? That means that everybody, you'll run into people if you ever get a chance to, uh, if this God ever put it on your heart to talk to anybody about the good news, um, mm. some people will be like, you know, well, you know, well, why don't God just do this? And why don't God just do that? Why can't he just stop people from running up into the schools and and, and shooting up all the kids? And you're like, well, first and foremost, you kicked them out of the school, so he ain't even welcome there, so he can't do that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, how can he go to a place and stop Man. someone when you told him he can't be there? I mean, I'm saying, however, you could have a whole satanic club inside of the, the, the school. You could have a That's satanic club in the school. That is insane. Insane. But anyways, we're free will agents. We're free will agents. And so God, in his perfect gentlemancy, if that's a word, uh, he said, hey, Adam, I created you in my image and likeness. Guess what? Here, you have dominion. Anybody don't know what dominion is? That means that you reign over this area, your kingdom, right? As an ambassador for the higher king. So you're the king representing the higher king. Now, you get to do whatever you want to do, but this is what I suggest you do. I want you to replenish, right, the land and take care of everything else. So therefore, we're supposed to be good stewards. We're supposed to care for the stuff that God created and put in our command, which was every creeping, crawling thing. Yeah. Everything. We human rule over it. Dominion. Um, and so what does that mean? That means that God's not going to interfere unless you give him the opportunity and you ask him in. If you don't give him that opportunity and say, hey, Lord, I need your help. You know, I, you know, can you come in? That's why it's so important. Was it Romans 10 and 9? That's why that's important. You gotta right. you gotta believe with your heart and speak it with your mouth mm -hmm. in all sincerity that Christ came and died for your sins because anybody can do it at the last minute, be like, oh I believe, oh you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it in, I'm gonna make it in. No, 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 no. Because it also says that you won't repent unless your heart has been conditioned for it. That's 
right. right? So if God ain't been working on it, that little, that little, you know, uh, um, that premeditated, <laughs> I got a few minutes. Oh Lord, please. No, no, no. That's not how it works. And, 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 and we're keeping it light because, you know, again, we're, we're not taking over for, you need to, we're going to spit scriptures out there. You can always rewind. If you're listening to it, yep. go and read them, read them. Some of them we will read to you. Uh, one of them I'm about to read to you in a minute. Um, so with the sovereignty, we're going to talk about like God's sovereignty is, is human free will. You look at the life of Moses in Exodus, God calls Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Moses initially resists this divine call due to his own uncertainties and feeling of inadequacy, highlighting the role of free will. However, he ultimately aligns his will with God's, exemplifying how these elements interact and shaping one's spiritual journey. Now, Ken was talking about how Moses could not have been born as a slave because he had to have the right mindset. God needed him to have the right mindset when he sent him back. Now, I'm going to give a shout out to Jericho because this is the 40s that we were talking about. That's on Mario's hat. Yes, sir. 40 years he was it, he was being trained and raised in as a prince of Egypt. For anybody who haven't seen the movie, go you go watch that movie. Shout out to Disney. Uh so the prince of Egypt, 40 years. Then he did what he did, and then he he ran into the, the wilderness essentially, right? He he went off, he became a farmer, um, did his thing, and then God came back and was like, Hey Moses, it's time. <laughs> that was 40 years. So he did 40, now he's doing 40 more, right? Mm -hmm. And so then he sent them back after he had the conversation, Lord, I stutter. I'm not good. I killed somebody. My brother is going to, you know, they, they, they're not going to want to see me come back, especially not telling them to release the slave. That's they, that's their manpower. You know, yeah. imagine, <laughs> imagine this day and age, 200, 400 years ago, my timing is off. When they told that they had to get rid of slavery in the United States, man, the South went crazy. How crazy <laughs> did they go? They annexed from the union. <laughs> So you can only imagine how Pharaoh was when he said, hey, hey, we had we we look at the technology then the technology. They was building pyramids with less tech. Well, I won't say less, but I'm, I can only assume it wasn't as advanced. But, you know, the theories, you know, they say that aliens came and helped them do all that. They, they, they didn't have machinery. <laughs> they, they didn't have machinery. They... <laughs> Anyways, I'm just saying we we advanced in civilization and 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 at that point in the United States or the 13 colonies, they they lost their mind when you know when they had to let the slaves go and they still didn't let them go until like what time later? You went through the whole Jim Crow and all this other crazy stuff. But we're gonna focus on Pharaoh and Moses was right. He ain't gonna let him go. And then God hardened his heart. The sin that he held hardened his heart and God allowed for it to be hardened so that the children will see, you know what? There's only one way that we got out of here. 12 plagues, all that stuff happened. And we and what did Pharaoh do? He chose violence. <laughs> he yeah. chose violence. And Moses and the people, they walked up out of there with all the stuff that, you know, they needed to, to, to be successful on the other end. But then they had to end up wandering around the woods for 40 years because they chose free will agent, they chose to not align with what God told them. Well, and then Moses went up into the mountain for 40, 40 days, right? Yeah. 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 When he came back, they was partying. They had them built the golden cabins. Like you just literally, you literally was led by a pillar of fire and a cloud. 
and he fed you manna when there was no food, and he sent quail. I mean, like, how many miracles do you, we don't get all of that? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they literally saw this. They saw this. They experienced it. Moses got so mad, he smacked the rock and water came out, and then he couldn't go into the promised land because he didn't do it the way God told him to do it. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was tired, man. He was, he was tired of <laughs> human. You know, he chose violence that day. You know what? You're ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> and God's like, see now, Moses, see, you done messed up. Come you on. Messed up. It's all right. I'll let you look at it. You can walk up all up on the top of the mountain. I'm going to let you see him cross over. Then that's that's all she wrote. But um, yeah. yeah, man. So that's God's sovereignty and will, free will. He will send us people on top of the Holy Spirit to help us to GPS, God's positioning system, right? Yes. Help us, it, it, it'll smack us into wherever. If you look into the scriptures, if you guys know it by heart, he says that he will utilize all things for the good of those who believe. And so we'll be like, oh, what was me, what was me? But those things are building us. That's our coach is saying, okay, we've, we've experienced this before. Now, now you could do this. Like if you go back even further, David, before he fought Goliath, he had to fight the, the lion and he had to snatch the, the lamb out of the bear's mouth. He had to go through all these different things. So when he saw Goliath, he's like, who's this uncircumcised Philistine that's challenging the, the king's army? And he wasn't talking about uh, Saul either. He was talking about God. And he's been trained. He's been trained. And so that's what God is trying to do. He's trying to get us to line up with his will without violating our free will. Right? Yeah. Take, break, break down what that uncircumcised Philistine, that smack talk sounds like in today's language. Because some folk don't understand the level of smack talk oh, that man. David was displaying when he came and said, you uncircumcised Philistine. Look, I'm, I'm going to utilize my brother, Mr. Ken the Punisher. <laughs> he, he, his students wasn't doing so good in a in an in a event and uh they was talking trash he always <laughs> he always carried his gi in his car he went and grabbed his gi out of the car and mopped up every he didn't mopped up his weight class and then he went to the free weight class and mopped them dudes up and walked oh, up wow. out of there and took a lot of their students with him that's what he's talking about like yo okay what no let me show you they don't call me the punisher for nothing you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and I can only imagine, like, I mean, Ken, you, how tall are you, Ken? You like five? I'm five, eight, five, nine. Five, eight, five, nine. <laughs> Average height? And, and, right. and he, and they looking like, Man. no, but see, to back it up, they knew who Ken was, but they was, <laughs> they was challenging his coaching abilities. Now, you know, your students don't always listen to you. So he had to go in there and show them like, yeah, you know what? This is what our school do. And what happened? He walked, every time we went to an event, we would leave with a lot of those people's students. So yeah. um, that's that's the level of smack talk it is when your when your actions are able to carry that thing out. And you you got uh I, I keep wanting to use biblical references, but since, yeah, I can't say it because it's it's uh we're we're talking about spirituality. <laughs> I don't know if I can say it references to anything else. It's like your mama. <laughs> it, it's it's yes. It, it's like uh, it, you you know when they have these competitions, right? Uh, we, I think most of us are football fans, right? And oh, so, yeah, for sure. you, you know, we got uh, Philly over here on the left, and you got the Falcons over here on the right. 
You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, before big games, there's all kinds of smack talk that's happening. And then when we get on the field, we're going to see who was Philly busting and who who showed up for real. Right. And, yeah, right. and, and so it, it's... Uh, David was a little fella because they tried to put all the the gear and everything on him, and he was like, "Man, I don't know how to operate with all this stuff. The helmet was too big. I can't even see. That's right. The right. mail was too heavy. I ain't used to none of this." David took what he had been training for years with a slingshot, slingshot. and he said, I, "I love the way my dad says it because he was a giant." He said, "Man, you see the size of his head." <laughs> I can't miss. <laughs> can't miss. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Two in the head. There's no way I'm gonna miss. He hit him square between the eyes. Yeah, right? man. That's good. And now for for those of you who, who ever got in in the four corner uh, dance ring, there is there is a, a certain sweetness that it feels when you bring that straight down the pipe. They got the earmuffs up and it slides right between and you see the neck go back and you say, oh yeah. And if you don't believe me, watch any fight and you see the smile on the guy's face as he's delivering. He's just like, yeah. Got him. I'm talking to your grandfather right now. <laughs> he's, he's talking to his forefathers. They That's all right. just spinning around his head. Oh, he days. He gone. He days. And so that's the level that you get when God puts you in that, that training program that you talk about with David, right? David had to spend some time and he had to learn how to conquer fear. And because he learned how to conquer fear, they didn't believe that he, he should have become king, although he was already anointed. Mm-hmm. When he did that, oh, David might be. Hey, you seen what that little boy did? That was all right. Like they say, Punisher, because I'm, I'm looking at him right now. He, 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 <laughs> like he might weigh about 147. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll say this real quick. I don't put on a lot of pounds. I'm over 200. Is <laughs> <laughs> that right? That's all right. Went up a weight class. Went up. Went up a weight class. Yeah. Yeah, I, back in the day, I used to, I used to bounce around about one seventy, but now when you hit that five five and catch up with you, that five five, come on, <laughs> that. that's, five. That, that's that double nickel right there. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's will catch up. Less. All right, and yeah. you guys got anything y'all want to add to that? Go ahead, Ken. Yeah. Hey, Tay, I wanted to ride off something that you, you had said earlier, and um, I think it's important for everybody to know why why things happen in the earth and they understand what's going on with God's will in the earth. So in the beginning, when we go to Genesis, right? The Bible says in Psalms, it says the highest heaven belongs to God. And then it says, but he's given the earth to the children of men. So he had given Adam that, that directive, that command. But then when you see in the third chapter of Genesis, you see where, you know, that that serpent, he came in and he deceived Adam and Eve. Then we see the earth now is under the control of the devil. 
So the Bible says that he is the prince and the power of the air. Yeah. So we have to understand now the, the world, the cosmos, the world system is under the control of Satan. That's right. And that's why we have to pray. Prayer is an earthly license for heavenly interference. So when Jesus told the disciples, he said, listen, pray in this manner. Right. Our on. Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm -hmm. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our yes, job sir. is to pray. Pray for that to happen here. You are he, his representative. We are representing Christ to the world. And when we understand that, we are now that vehicle for God to move in the earth. So when something is happening in the community, are we praying? Mm. Are we the ones that's representing Christ? Are we standing up with that right mind? Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important. So a lot of times when people say, why is this happening? It ain't God's will. Right. Yeah. Hey. What are we doing as his body? Yeah. Hey. Can, can right. you give that definition of prayer again? You said it's an earthly what? It's an earthly license for heavenly interference. Yes. Man, that's good. That's good, Ken. Yeah. That's why every man and woman should have a prayer altar. Most people don't notice, but what happens is when you make that prayer altar and you have that place where you're praying and you're seeking, that word, that word altar can be changed into a place called altar, where I'm become altered. So no longer am I thinking in my physical mind. I'm thinking in a spiritual sense. So in that place, I'm becoming altered. So I begin to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when I begin the voice of the Holy Spirit, now I see in the realm of the spirit. And now I'm no longer looking in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a physical form. Most people don't notice when David was fighting Goliath, he was not fighting just the giant. Most people don't know he was a son of Anak. That means that he was a Nelephim. Nelephims were the sons they were the fallen angels that had came down and slept with the with daughters. So what happens is when you understand the war going on before we're looking at the physical, but it was a spiritual war going on. Boy, you preaching now. That, that boy is in the book. I, I just want y'all to know. So he's talking about altered, and Ken, you you may mention to a scripture earlier. And that scripture is Romans 12, 1 through 2. And it's talking about the renewing of your mind, right? And for you to get that level of understanding, that means that you are putting time aside to learn the history, right? Because right. there's a whole bunch of folks who are walking around talking about how holy they are. But they don't understand how giants actually became giants. Right. That's right. right. Sir. Yes, my sir. Goodness. Ken, my man. Bruh, <laughs> man. I want to go out and go fire up the pit right now for you, baby. Right now, Whatever you hey. want. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> it. And I will walk it to you, brother. I ain't going to drive it. I ain't going to get on a plane. I'll walk it to you and make sure it stay hot the whole time. My God. The day in Zion. Woo. All right. So look, we, hey. we, we, we uh, go ahead, Ken. No, no, I was just saying, man, um, you know, it's it's us as brothers sharpen sharpening each other up, man, as as we talk, man, because 
you know, um, Tay, Tay will tell you this right here, man. Me and Tay, we did time on the mat, but we also, we, we served um, the Lord. We would take time out to go and teach and minister and mentor um, young men in, in, uh, in prison. And one of the blessings for me is um, still seeing some of these young men out today um, having their businesses doing things because I feel like once you give them the word of God, their mind is changed and they actually produce the fruit. So, um, you know, I'm just, I, I want to stay humble and hungry for Jesus. So that's where my heart is, man. Man, that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. We talking about the psychological and sociological um, aspect of transfer of spirits. And um, I mean, we, we've been, you know, here and there talking about our experiences um, and, and that just utilizing that last, you know, example that Ken just gave. You think about when, um, when in the Bible, when Elijah, it was Elijah, right? Called down the, the, no, Jeremiah. Right from the sky. Yeah. Elijah. Yeah. Elijah, he called him. He cut off the, the, the prophets of the head of Baal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was messing with him, talking stuff to him. And then he got that message from um the old girl, old girl. And uh <laughs> and he, got, he he feared it was a word, a word. Like uh, Mario said in the beginning, you wake up, you good. He was literally on a mountaintop calling down fire, and the fire lapped up the water. After he was joking with the the was the hundred two hundred prophets that they had, yeah. the yeah. and and they were they couldn't they were slashing themselves they was doing a whole bunch of stuff trying to get their 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 gods to uh to to act and we know that that wasn't going to happen um and so then he had to kill all he killed all their god their uh prophets but um then he turned right around and got a letter from Jezebel and <laughs> and he was fearful of his life. He chose that that you could get a word right, and then he 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 ran right. He ran and he hid and he ran and he hid, and then God came to him and told him, "Hey, look, you know what's going on?" He's like, "Kill me, take me out. It's time." And he's like, "Tell me if I'm wrong." He's the same one who was saying, "I'm by myself, right?" It's it's uh -huh. he. They don't killed off all the other prophets, yeah. and then he said he took him out there. He showed him. And he's like, "No, it's I got other soldiers out there too." Yep. So why am I saying that? imagine had he fell off this mighty man of god sociology sociological right oh everybody heard about what he did mm -hmm. because he stopped the rain right yeah, yeah. stopped the rain it didn't rain for and so sorry. long it was dry period so everybody's already talking about this dude matter of fact the king was like find him <laughs> find him somebody find him I can imagine the people they sent to find them, they didn't came back, said they couldn't find them, they killed them. Now you go find them. Yeah. Right. And so this man of God has showed, demonstrated his level of connectedness with God. And so all the other prophets are like, or the men and women of God, men and women of God are like, you know what? Yo, we got soldiers, we got a general out here handling business, doing his thing. We got to stand. Had that general fell. And everybody's seen it. Imagine how many of those up and coming generals would have failed. That's right. Psych psychological and sociological. His yeah. psychos was affected by a letter. He had to yeah. steal away, and it told and he told God, "Take me out. Is she gonna come and get me? You just took out. You called down, called down fire. I can only imagine the closest thing that I can see is like a, a, a volcano." 
and the and the and it's spitting all the lava up into the air and it coming down and that's the level you know I'm, i don't know outside of an alien beaming down a laser you know and look at that fire boom boom <laughs> so i'm just saying like you you literally did this and then so that's the human side of it right and that's why it's so important for that iron that sharpening iron so when your brothers and sisters what did he tell them peter jesus told peter he said when you when your when your brothers fall you got to pick them up yeah right? yeah right why did he say that because they're gonna fall yeah we're gonna fall but you need mm -hmm. that community around you that's gonna be able to get in there stand next to you like who was it moses who had to have what was it caleb who was it who was on standing up holding his arms up holding his arms up to win the war aaron yeah aaron, aaron. 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 yeah Holding his arms up, because every time his arm came down, they started losing the battle. Started so losing. Like, oh, whoa, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Let's hold his arms up. And so, as right. long as he was holding, they were holding his arms up, because he, anybody ever, all of us been in the military, we all did the arm circles. And then, <laughs> right now, you can hold your arms up. You feel like you hold it up for forever, but hold it, yeah, for, I mean, hold it for two minutes, and then hold it for another two minutes. Them jokers yeah. start feeling like you got some weights on there. Right? Yeah, man. So it's so important for our community, the sociological aspect of it, and for us to understand that, like my mom always says, you never know who's watching you. Yeah. You never know who's watching you. And 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 the things that you I think Ken used to say this, like sometimes we're the only Jesus that people are ever gonna see. Yeah. Sometimes you're yeah. the only Bible that people will read. Remember when we went and did uh the the ministry over in one of the virginia beach areas ken and we knocked on the dude door he was like you don't know about here i don't want none of that i don't want none of that bible stuff i want that we was like we just want to help see if you need help with anything and he was ready That's to right. take us out he was gonna take us out we like hey we ain't here to preach to you about nothing if you want us to pray with you we will but we just here to That's show right. the love of christ you need us to move some stuff we can move some stuff by the end of the day say had sent us to somebody else's house to pray for him. <laughs> so it's one of those things, man. And, and it's just so, it's such a beautiful thing to get you guys to have, you know, brothers that, you know, believers fellowshipping and taking time out of your, your day and your week to, 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 to develop this thing, man, and help and share with people because there's things that each and every last one of y'all have said that it's just, man, I want to, I, I need to, I'm guilty. I'm going to have a pen and pad the next time so that I can capture everything. I know I can go back and do it. And that's why I'm not stressing about it. But I like to catch that thing when you're saying it. Because there there, there are some nuggets, man. And uh, Mario, go ahead. I'm going to throw it to you. What you got? Yeah, I just wanted, I mean, y'all been tap dancing on this, on this scripture all night. And Tay, you made mention of it. Uh, Romans 8 and 28. You know how all things come together for your good. Oh. Um, but like most people, they never read the scripture and ask for a discernment on the scripture yes. or they never read the paragraph before it or after it to actually see what is actually being said. So I'm going to just read the, that's the 28th verse. Yes. Y'all, it says, and we know that all things work together for the good of, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, not our purpose. Right. His purpose. Love God are called according to his purpose. Well, let's go back up to 26. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. Yes. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Mm -hmm. 
But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings without utterance. So that scripture right there just lets me know, even in my weak moments, mm-hmm. my coach is, is supporting me. My coach has my back. My coach is putting out that transfer of energies, positive or negative, to keep me ready for this war, to get David ready to fight the lion. You know what I mean? To, to get Elijah ready to come back from the brook when it dried up and he was finished feeding from the from you know from the crow. You know what I mean? To get Elisha ready, Jeremiah. You know, if the coach wasn't there, letting them know that even in their weakness, that spirit, that energy, that Holy Ghost is still transferring from him. It, it's, it's a living thing. It's not a one and done, y'all. This is an everyday thing. That's this right. is a wake up in the morning. How you doing? How you doing, Jesus? Let's go ahead and put our arm on. Let's get Jesus right. And you go and tackle the world. So most people think it's a one and done thing. Living the way that God has called you to live and the purpose for your life is a daily choice. You have to choose to pick up that energy, That's right. that vibe, that spirit of God, that positiveness. Each and every day that you wake up, because if you don't, if you let the world choose what type of energy that you're going to have, I promise you, it's going to lead you astray. And you're going to be dependent on what they say they have for you and not what God has for you. So definitely always be aware of the energy that is transferred to you in your weakest moments, because God is looking to transfer his spirit to you each and every day. That's good. Amen. That's real good, bro. Real good. Man, you see the size of that boy's deltoids? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he keep leaning in like this. I'm like, okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Got it. Stop I got it, coach. I got it. Damn. <laughs> I, I right. mean, that boy got that, that overhead press. <laughs> oh, point. I ain't talking about the physical overhead press. I'm talking about the spiritual overhead press. <laughs> Hey, that's I'm good. Talking about the weak yeah. moments. That's yeah. cool. All right, so we go, we go, we go. Hit it to this last session, this last part of this part, this uh, session, okay? And it's the role of community and peers. We've already been talking about it. I just want to hit on it and then see what you guys got to say about it, and then we're gonna close out. Okay, so um, the role of community and peers, uh, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron. Uh, so one person sharpens another beautifully captures the biblical concept of the role of community an excellent example is the relationship between david and jonathan um their deep friendship mutual support and shared faith were vital in shaping their spiritual journeys so for anybody who don't know um about you know the friendship between david and jonathan so jonathan was saul's son right and he i won't say he interceded but he was always faithful to David. He was, you know, uh, even when his father was trying to kill him on a, on many of occasions, <laughs> many of occasions. His father, he's like, "Come on back, David. No, I need you to play the heart for me because I feel I'm feeling bad." And as soon as Saul get up there doing this thing, he's gonna chuck the spear at him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's trying to take David out, and you know, the, thankfully, the spirit of the Lord was with David because this man had had him he was on some old uh what was that old uh nintendo uh game shinobi 
where you could creep up on him and hit him with the take him out real quick. He had him a bunch of times, man. He could have killed Saul, but he didn't because he was saying that one, touch not my anointed, right? That's who God anointed as king. God has to take him out. And not only that, whoever took him out, David was like, hey, I, I got to take you out too. You, Oh, you the one who killed him? Oh, oh, you got it? Okay, yes, off with his head. But anyways, so he was faithful to David, but David was also faithful to Jonathan as well, to the point to where Jonathan's son was it his uh his disabled son, right? Methshelabeth. At the huh? Methshelabeth. Yeah. So he yeah. when so what what happened was when the king fell, a lot of times the next person that took over because the king fell, you know they usually take out their whole lineage, right? You've seen it in movies. You see it in the movies. And so they'll take out everything. Like, so ain't nobody's kids coming back to get me later in some revenge type movie mm -hmm. part two. No. But David was like, where is his, you know, his kids? Because yeah. I, I, I'm I'm gonna give him a seat at this, you know, he's gonna be part of my family. I'm gonna take care of him. And so they had to bring him back. And um, and and that was he was faithful to him. And so that that spiritual thing, right? Because Jonathan understood that David was anointed to be the king. Now, look at this. You're the king's son. You should be the next one up for king. Right? Mm -hmm. You understand that the, the Lord, the Lord has sent his man of God to anoint this person as king. This person's humble as all. Get out. He ain't in here running around talking something. I'm the next one up. I'm the I'm the chosen one. No, he's in there playing the harp. He's in there. He he got matter of fact, he's a, he's your your best warrior, right? Because yeah. David didn't just kill one giant, right? No, he killed many. He killed many giants, and his 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 right hand men killed giants. And so their stories, their stories, and so him and Jonathan had this bond. And them, they 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 sharpened each other, right? That love. If you if you look at it wrong, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> Cause the way it's written, right? You'd be like, hold up, man, what are you talking about? No, that's a that's a brotherly love. If you was in the military and you went out with your and you you mounted boats with these people, you put yourself in danger with these people. There is a love, a respect, and honorance that you you build that because it's a common not, I won't say because it's a common enemy. But because you've experienced life with this person, there's 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 things that you, you carry yourself around this person. You could you could be more uh transparent, you know. You you know you guys know what I'm saying, right? It's 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 just one of those things. Y'all all been in the military, so I can you know what I'm trying to say. I'm just wanna make sure that I'm breaking it down. It's, it's an intimate connection. It's intimate, yes. That's yeah. it. There's an intimacy that you build with people. When you've experienced life with those people, that's, and that's right. what happened with David and Jonathan. That's how come Dave, Jonathan can can put his life on the line because he allowed for David to get away in some situations. And, and his father said that if this happens, that person or whatever, they will be killed, you know. And so, you know, that's where iron sharpening iron is one of the things, the role of community and peer groups. Right. You got to surround yourself with people that are going to hold you accountable and responsible for your actions and your inactions because sometimes you'd be guilty for the things that you did not do yes right you, yes. you you're, you're not you're not getting enough knee time yes <laughs> right 
Hey, I'm not saying you got to pray as much as the other person because God is going to lead you into that. But if you're not doing it at all, you're not going to hear the spirit and you're not going to know what he has for you because he can't pull anything from nothing. It's like a bank account. Mm -hmm. He has to, you got to put, you got to, you got to get some word in you so he could draw that thing out of you and help you understand what it is that he was saying it. You'll be riding around and you'll be like, oh, that's what he was talking about. That's right. Okay, I understand now. And 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 then it, you'll start understanding and, and hearing and, and feeling. Um, like it's crazy. We live in a spiritual world. Things manif things happen in the spiritual realm, then they manifest into the natural realm. That's why he said we're fighting a spiritual warfare. You can't beat this thing in the flesh. We cannot beat it in the flesh, and that's why it's so important to understand, like someone was saying earlier, that transfer of spirit is a choice. We have a split second to decide yep. what we choose. Yep. What we choose. Road rage is a choice. Yeah. You got you have to exercise every time, be like, you know what? There's some maybe there's something. Let me pray for this person. You know, maybe they're in a rush. Maybe this. Maybe they're having a, their baby or somebody's at the hospital. Maybe it's something. Let me just pray for that person instead of getting upset and and potentially sinning because being angry is not a sin right it's when you right. you take it to that next step when you start talking about their mama and <laughs> you know <laughs> the mama didn't raise them right they ain't got no whatever you know you just, you just put your mouth on them and you don't understand what the situation is now maybe they are ignorant but even then you got to love your neighbor and then love that that love is what are you willing to love them past what you don't like you know what i mean so love, we think it's a, you know, it's all, ooh, ooh, we feel good. It's Skittles and rainbows. No, that's not love. God came and Jesus came. God, the son came. So yeah, nobody be thinking I'm flip-flopping Um, and died because he loved us. Don't miss that part in between. He died. He, he suffered <laughs> because he loved us. He suffered. Watch that YouTube video. You can, it's not a YouTube video, but it's on YouTube. And look at the crucifixion and how excruciatingly painful that is. Where they, science, scientifically, they knew the medical aspects of how to put that stuff in between certain places and it separates, but it can hold. But when it does that, it causes you to go through asphyxiation and you're basically, you're, you're, you're filling, your lungs are filling up with fluids and blood and all this other stuff because he loved us he bled he cried and he prayed and he was sweating blood because he already knew what was going to happen and he said father if not thy will you can take this cup from me he already seen it he knew what was going to happen he said if if it's a hey, if, if there's any other way can you take this cup from me yeah that's God the Son asking God the Father if he can, if there's another way, let's do that. Because I see what I already know is about to happen. He's praying so hard, he's sweating blood because he loved us. And then he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Some of you folk think you got anxiety. That's anxiety. That's anxiety. That's anxiety. So, you know, it's so important for us to understand, you know, we, we, we could have went so many different ways with transfer of spirits, man. But we want to kind of we want to try to break it down to, to a natural aspect where we all understand where this plays, how this plays. And, you know, 
you know, how we, I think tonight, one of the biggest things that I took from this is um, you have a choice. You know, you're psychos. When you're, when you're, the, what you're thinking about, how you're thinking about it, and that split moment of decision making that you have to, to, to say, you know what, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose love, or I'm going to choose violence. And that's what I took from tonight. So, um, Rio, I'm going I'm to pass it to you for your closing comments, brother. Uh, first and foremost, I just want to, you know, thank God for yet another blessed pod, man. It's, uh, it's, it's beautiful to be amongst, you know what I mean, like-minded people and uh, spiritual big brothers and, and, and my actual brother, uh, you know, to just pour out amongst each other, you know what I mean? It feels good to be, you know, overflowing, you know, with abundance and, and, and knowledge and wisdom and, and, and enjoy most of all. Um, but you, so you said something about, you know, how God, Jesus, uh, suffered for us. And I think that's one of the fruits of the spirit that we try to shy from the most. He never <laughs> let us know what's up. Try to go. Yeah, um, Joker said, "Y'all, y'all time, y'all time almost up." <laughs> it was quick. But yeah, just, just to make time. it real quick, you know, um, this is not going to be a cakewalk. You know what I mean? You got to put in what you want out of it. I, you know, I always say, as as a bodybuilder or a powerlifter, you know, you are what you eat. And that's, that's physical, mental, emotional. You know what I mean? What you take in is gonna be what you produce. You know what I mean? It's gonna be what comes out of you naturally. You know, so you have to be, you have to be really mindful about your gates. You know what I mean? The eye gates, ear gate, and mouth gate, which you allow to enter you uh, on all levels. Um, that's right. I'm just excited about uh, next week and the, the weeks to follow and uh, I'm here to learn, man. So blessings, appreciate you. Hey, that's good, brother. I appreciate you. What you got, Joe? Hey, so uh, two things. So first, hey, you talked about community. And so Galatians uh, chapter 6, uh, verses 1 through 5, uh, really talks about uh, community when it comes to that spiritual thing. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, right, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Meaning that if you know that's your weak spot, don't you go over there talking about some, I'm going to the bar, I'm going to recover an alcoholic, but I'm going right. to go to the bar because I'm going to get these other alcoholics straight. Yeah. That ain't going to work for you. That's right. That's, right. that's not smart. Next it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. And so, um, I'm a medical soldier, right? And when you serve with the combat arms, one of the most uh, honored titles they can bestow upon you is when they call you doc. Yep. And it's because you've earned, you've shown that you're you're capable of carrying your own load uh, and you can participate in community activities. You are no longer a liability. That's you're right. A participating member. I've had it to the point to where 
I was tired. Doc, give me your bag. No, 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 man. No, 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 Doc. I can handle the weight. Yeah. I can't do what you do. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. If I get hurt, the rest of us don't know what to do if we get hurt. You know what to do if we get hurt. That's right. I know more about what to do when somebody starts shooting at us. And, and yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm using that, that scenario because it's simple and people should be able to understand it. And so that community thing, we got to be helpers one to another, right? Right. And then the closing thought, sometimes the choice we were talking about, you're going to have to cut out people, places, things, or activities, right? Because they can create that opening for unwanted things to enter your mind and your life. Rio was talking about the gates, right? And if it's a person that you got to cut out, you don't have to be crude or rude or mean or nasty about it. It's just that we are going different ways. Uh, And then here's the concept that Galatians is also talking about. At least you also be tempted. Cutting things off creates a void. So be mindful of what is put into that void. When God takes something out of your life, he replaces it with something else. But if you're not seeking him through his word, then you just have a void. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad said it like this one, you know, some years back, right? He said, sons, you will never have enough house. What? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm standing in his big old house. And what do you mean you never have enough house? You, you got a whole lot of house. And uh, he said, yes, yeah, a whole lot of house. And your mama done figured out how to fill every void. That's right. <laughs> how to fill it up. In, That's in right. House. <laughs> That's and, right. Amen. And, you know, and so <laughs> we are we are a temple. And when something comes out, what are you gonna choose to put back in? Mm. That's, That's good. the choice. Because the void has to be filled. If you let nature take its course then it's going to be filled with something earthly that is detrimental to your mind, your will, and your emotions. Man, I so love Ben talking with you guys. I got me some notes, right? And yeah. I am going to spread them notes. I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Hey, love you too, brother. And Ken, Ken got booted out. Um, so we will, we will see him on the next episode. And we'll see you guys also on the next episode. Thanks for hanging out. Again, this is a series of Transfer of Spirits. And hey, hey, it's 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 late, but it's not too late. Um, hopefully you can get something to eat if you haven't. And if you have, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Peace. God bless you. And we'll see you back here at uh, same bat channel, same bat time. Talk to y'all later. And we are. It is the Papa Gift Show. And this episode is brought to you by Jericho the Brand. Know your purpose. Live out the dream. It's to take over. Make it happen. Rep your faith with us. We are Jericho.shop. Join the movement. See you there.